But there is anger in our streets and there's enough anger that we can change things now. There's enough people that are angry about the conditions of our country. There's enough people that are angry and that anger has moved them to action. Welcome to Wesley Amy Zion Church where we're working the vineyard through faith, worship, witness, and service. Have you been angry before? Did it end in the right manner? Well, today, Pastor Jones will show us what the beauty of anger looks like. Let's go into the message. Wesley Amy's Iron Church, where we're working the vineyard through faith, worship, witness, and service. There's a lot of anger going on in our world today. But I want us to be able to see the beauty of the anger that's being demonstrated. So let's go into our text as we prepare our hearts and minds to receive our word on today. It can be found in Ephesians chapter 4 verses 26 and 27. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 through 27. And it reads as follows. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Verse 27. Nor give place to the devil. Amen. I want to share today from the subject of the beauty of anger. The beauty of anger. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we bless you. We thank you. We give glory and honor to your name. We ask God that this time that we share in your power and in your presence, that you would bless us through your word. We thank you, O oh God, that you have continued to move amongst us. You thank you, O oh God, that you continue to bless us, your people. We ask now, God, that you would open our ears and help us to listen. We ask God that you would open our eyes, for we want to see Jesus. Then, God, we pray that you'd open our hearts, that we might receive him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Blessed Holy Ghost, amen. The beauty of anger. Our world is in a turmoil right now, and we're continuing to deal not only with the pandemic, but our world has shifted into a place of anger. There's a lot of angry people uh, in the streets today. There are a lot of angry people that are even sitting in their homes. There are, there are a lot of angry people who continue to get angered more and more as the days go by. We continue to see that even though Mr. George Floyd's death has ignited a, a firestorm of people and, and brought them to the streets, there continue to be injustice after injustice, situation after situation that only seems to be able to create more and more anger. And yes, a lot of the anger that we are seeing is not beneficial. A lot of the anger that we're seeing is not wholesome or healthy. And in fact, you may be questioning, how can you say the beauty of anger? Because everything I see that is being expressed, when we see the stores being torn up, when we, we see vehicles being damaged, when we see uh, buildings burned to the ground, we've got to keep in mind those are just buildings. Those aren't human lives. Those aren't individual lives that are being destroyed. Those are buildings. But some say that is wrong to destroy property. Yes, it is wrong to destroy property. And yes, maybe that anger is being expressed in the wrong manner. But when we think about anger, and, it, and what happens oftentimes is anger drives most of us to action. Anger will drive you to a place of passion. Anger will drive you to a, a place that you maybe have never been before in your life. And yes, the truth is told, anger has driven many people to the point that they have committed gruesome and horrendous crimes. But when I look at anger, I also realize that there is a beautiful side of anger. 
It was also because of anger that we have some of the rights and privileges that we have in this world, especially as African Americans. It's because of anger and righteous indignation that some have risen up and began to move and to work on behalf of justice all across this country. It's because of the voice of anger that is rising up in our nation today that we possibly can see a change that should have taken place years ago. But this would not happen had someone not gotten angry. This would not happen if someone had not felt some deep passion on the inside of them that moved them to action. So as I look at anger, I don't just see the, the bad or the dark side of anger. I see the good side of anger. I see the, the beauty of anger. It was righteous indignation that Jesus showed when he whipped the money changers out of out of the temple. It was righteous indignation that he cleared them out to show that this place had turned into something that it was not designed to be. He said, my father's house is to be a house of prayer, but you turned it into a den of thieves. It was the anger that Jesus was experiencing on the inside that moved him to an outward expression to clear out the money changes, to clear out God's house so that it can be restored to what it was intended to be. And that was a place of worship, a place of prayer. At that moment, Jesus was showing us the beauty of anger. He was showing us what it was like to be angry about a situation, to be angry about circumstances, to be angry around what had allowed to be transpired in a place that was supposed to be a house of worship and prayer. And as a result, his righteous indignation, his anger, moved and shifted and changed it so that it could go back to being the purpose that God intended it. So I want us to begin to look at our text today so that we can see the beauty of anger. The first thing that we have to understand if we're going to see the beauty of anger is also that there is a transformation of anger. Anger has to be transformed. You see, many times we start off maybe in a selfish anger, or we, we start off in an unjustified anger. And if we continue in that state of selfishness, if we continue in that state of unjust anger, we will wind up committing unjust acts. The scripture says, be ye angry, but sin not. There has to be a transformation within us when we find ourselves moving to the point of anger. And yes, we all get angry at some point in life. And yes, we all get angry, but we all respond differently in our anger. The thing that we have to keep in mind and understand is this. When I start to feel that rage coming on the inside of me, when I began to feel the blood boiling and the anger coming, what do I do? How do I allow that anger to begin to matriculate through my body and through my thought process? The first thing that we have to begin is to understand is that we got to allow that anger to be transformed. How do we transform that anger? First, we have to deal with the anger. The text says that we can be angry, but we should not sin in our anger. And it goes on to say, don't let the sun go down on the wrath of our anger. We began to transform our anger by dealing with it, by thinking through the anger. And yes, I know you say, well, well sometimes when I'm angry, I just don't think straight. Well, that's the thing. We've got to begin to think straight, even in our anger. 
we got to begin to ask questions. I know some may say, well, I don't have the time. Anger comes on at a moment, and we don't have time to go through a whole thought process of engaging our anger to see if we're going to come out of it on the good side or the bad side. Well, this is where we have to deal with it because we have to have our mind set before anger ever hits our lives. There has to be a guiding conference, a compass in our life. And as that guiding compass comes into our life, that moral compass which we set before we're in an angry situation. And if our moral compass is set before we ever enter into an angry situation, part of the thought process has already begun. And when we begin to find ourselves in that, that place of anger, that, that place of rage, the thought process that we started before the anger came kicks in and it begins to move through the moral stages to give us that place that we stay in and don't move until the point where anger becomes selfish and self-centered, where anger becomes damaging and we begin to damage people out of our anger. But anger has to also be transformed because there's an anger that will hold things and hold people in contempt. See, it is the despising anger, the, the ridiculing anger that we're trying to move away from. That arrogant form of anger where you only begin to consume that thought process on self, which leads us to possibly endanger someone else's life. We got to make sure that as we get angry, that that anger moves over into a righteous indignation. That's why we have to make sure that our anger is transformed and it's transformed from a, a dangerous anger to a beautiful anger. Anger becomes beautiful when we allow the transformation process to engage through our, our anger and the transformation process to engage through the, the process of us feeling the rage and the emotions that we experience at that moment of anger. If we can't deal with our moments of anger in a rational way, in a rational way. It, and we deal with it in a rational way because we've already had our moral compass set before we get into that space of anger. Let me give you an example of this. This story has been used before, but there are some who say that uh, uh, some people can't hold their anger, especially in domestic situations. And they said that a woman will be beaten because some man got mad. He'll tell that woman, I, I just can't control my anger sometimes. You, you know what it does to me. You, you know you make me angry, and you know what that does to me. But let me show you how that's just an excuse. The police can show up. And the police will give you directives, and you follow those directives. And in some process, they may even make you angry in the midst of it. But you check your anger, you control your anger, and you don't allow your anger to get out of control. Why? Because there's an authority there that you respect. And because that authority is there checking you, you check your anger so that your anger doesn't get out of control. we got to understand, we have the capability of checking and transforming our anger to the point that it doesn't get out of control and to the point that it doesn't get violent and aggressive but we have to make that choice to control and we have to make that choice to transform that anger. And that choice starts before we get to the place of anger. We have to make sure that our moral compass is set prior to getting to that space of anger so that we don't move into the point that our anger causes damage not only to the lives of those around us, but also to the world around us. 
So we began to see the beauty of our anger, or the beauty of anger, when we allow the transformation of our anger to take place. Our anger is beautiful when it's justified. There's nothing greater than to have a strong passion and a strong feeling about a certain situation or condition. As I said earlier, it's often when we find ourselves in those strong places of emotional uh, state in that strong place where we are rising up because of the strong feelings that we have, the strong emotions that we have. It's often from that space that we look to bring justice and justification into the world. It's when we look at someone who is being mistreated, when we look at someone whose life is on a downward spiral, but, but, but we see that someone has come along and begins to even further try to push them down. And it moves many of us to a place of, of anger, but that anger comes out justified because we began to try to move and work on behalf of that person who's being pushed down. See, justification can, can come as a result of anger being in our midst. When we are angry, it sometimes moves us to the place of justification. We, we, we'll try to make things just and right because of the anger that we're experiencing. It's when a nation began to get angry and, and they began to rebel against the, the government that it begins to take, change begins to take place. Right now we have many people out in the streets and they're, they're angry and, they're, and their anger has moved them and their anger has moved them to seek justice in our world. First of all, that anger has been moved to seek justice on behalf of those who have not usually gotten justice. Is seeking justice upon those who have been mistreated and, and those who have been abused. And the anger has risen up and said, enough is enough. It's time to straighten out the things that we've been doing wrong in this country. It's time to straighten out the things that we've been doing wrong in our world. The anger has moved many to, to operate and to look and to seek out justice in our society. We have some politicians who are going to be on the right side of this thing, and it's because anger has moved them to seek justice. We have celebrities and, and athletes alike who are out lending their voice to the cause because they have gotten angry, and they are now striving to seek justice. But one of the things that we've been sharing and, and what's been happening in our world lately is the word, especially coming from the black community, is the word ally. When we say allies, we're talking about those who are outside of our hue and color who have come alongside us because of the anger that they are experiencing because of what they've seen in recent days. They've seen the murder of, of, of George Floyd. They, they've seen the murder of Breonna Taylor. They've seen the murder of Ahmaud Arbery. They, they've seen these with their own eyes, and it's moved them to a place of anger, and they're saying enough is enough. We got to stand with our African-American brothers and sisters. We got to stand with our Hispanic brothers and sisters. We got to stand with our Asian brothers and sisters. We got to stand with our brothers and sisters whose skin doesn't look like ours. The beauty that's coming forth now is that you have black and white and persons of every color in between out marching and out raising and lifting their voices in a manager of anger, in a way of anger that will hopefully be heard by the politicians and the government of our world. Now, don't get me wrong, there has been pushback. 
There's been pushback because of those who are in authority don't want to see things change. There's been pushback because some people have their selfish mentality and ideology. But there is anger in our streets and there's enough anger that we can change things now. There's enough people that are angry about the conditions of our country. There's enough people that are angry and that anger has moved them to action. And when we understand that anger has now been then moved to a place of action, and, and as James is saying, we can't let the sun go down on our wrath. We can't allow the sun to go down on the wrath that we have. And what James is simply saying is, get it right before you lay down and go to sleep. Before this country can really lay down and, and rest in comfort, before this country can really lay down and rest in peace, we've got to get some things right. And that's why many have taken the streets in, a, in an angry voice and they're, they're lifting up their angers in a righteous way. They're lifting their anger to bring justice to this world. They're lifting their voice in anger that the politicians and those who are in control will hear the voice of the people. The voice of the people has been silenced for far too long. But it's now time that we deal with what's happening in our world. It's now time that we have justice for our society. And because of the anger of many in our society, they are looking to seek to change things in this world that will make it just and right for every single person who walks in America. It's not enough that only white folk can experience justice. It's not enough that only rich folk can experience justice. But America can't go back to rest until every single person in this country is experiencing the same justice. Until every person in this country is experiencing the same rights and, and abilities that everyone else has been given the right to experience. Those who are at the top are not the only ones that live in this country. Those who are wealthy and rich are not the only ones who live in this country. Those of the white skin color are not the only ones who live in this country. Our country was based upon equality. We were founded upon the idea of equality and that everyone could pursue that equality and pursue the right of happiness. But that right has been stripped from many in this country. And because of what's happened in our world recently, anger has moved people to action and they're now seeking the justice and they're now seeking the rights that we so long deserve. So our world has to change and shift. Anger has began to show its beautiful head. And I pray that as you are in your living room or wherever you are as you move through the world, yes, you may find yourself getting angry. But don't worry because others got angry. You, you may find yourself being upset, but don't worry, others got upset. But my question for you is this. What is your anger moving you to do? Is your anger moving you to become violent and militant or is your anger moving you to become a fighter for justice and righteousness and yes you may say well it's because people are out in the street and they're they're tearing up and they're burning things that people now are having to take them seriously i would dare say it's because people are out in the streets and their voices are being lifted up and their voices are being heard and they're crying out for justice but it's because there are a multiplicity of voices crying out for justice. It's not just one voice anymore. It's not just a voice coming from one particular color group of people anymore. But it's a group 
crying out. There's a multitude of colors. There's a multitude of, of, of people out there crying out in our society, asking for justice to be given to all, asking for equality to be given to all. And because of this cry, the beautiful cry of anger, anger has become a beautiful thing. In recent days, many folk have gotten angry, and out of that anger, beauty is starting to come forth. There have been talk about changing policy. There, there's been talk about people saying that I didn't understand and I didn't know, but, but now I know that there's been a lot of covers being pulled off of situations and circumstances, and the beauty of it is now coming forward all because someone got angry. So while some people may see anger as a bad thing, I say there is beauty in anger. And there's beauty because anger can move us to change things in our world. Beauty of anger can move us to change our situations. But I'm so grateful that we had a God that said when he saw sin, he, he became angry and he said, I've got to do something about the sin that I see in my world. He, he became angry and he moved with a righteous indignation because everything he does is just and right. And because of his righteous indignation, God said, I've got to move in a way that are going to bring about equality for all of humanity. Everyone who will receive this thing that I bring about will be able to experience my son, Jesus Christ, and experience his saving grace. God got angry and he moved to, to bring Jesus into the world. And as he brought Jesus into the world, he gave mankind an opportunity to experience the beauty of his anger. Because it's out of that anger that God made a way for you and I to become saved and, and have a right relationship with him. It's out of that same anger that God had over sin that he created an opportunity for every man and every woman and every boy and every girl to be in right standing with him. Had God not gotten angry and just simply threw up his hand and say, oh, well, that's just how they are. But it moved him to the point that he said, I've got to do something about what's happening in the world. I've got to do something about what's happening in the world of mankind. I've got to give them something and, and, and it will change their life. I've got to do something. I can't just sit back and watch them go down like that. And God got angry about the situation of sin. And he gave us his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. And he died on the cross at Calvary. And as he died on that cross at Calvary, he got up early Sunday morning with all power in his hand to give us the ability to write to change the world. God expects us to get angry. And because God expects us to get angry, he expects mankind to have a moral compass and to deal with and to do something about the issues that are plaguing our society. He says, be angry, but sin not. And don't let the wrath go down on your anger. God says, I need you to feel what's going on in your world. I need you to see what's going on in your world. And as you feel and as you see, it would move something in you to move you in a beautiful way that you might bring out the very thing that is needed to change and to shift your world. He wants us to understand that if we don't deal with anger in a right manner, we give a foothold to the enemy. And that's what we have to be careful right now. That's why I want us to understand this message today is that we understand that there is beauty in being angry. Anger can be a beautiful thing. 
but have your moral compass set before you engage anger so that you don't give foothold to the enemy. Amen. Maybe you're here today and you don't have Jesus Christ in your life. You're going through life angry. You're going through life blaming everyone and you're going through life in a destructive manner. You can stop the destruction today. You can stop that destruction in your life. And you can stop the destruction that you're causing in the life of others. By accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. So if you would like to have Christ, won't you just pray this simple prayer with me. And he will come in and save you. Father, it's in the name of Jesus. That I come before you. That I ask that you would forgive me and grant me a newness of life. Come in and save me, O oh God. Come in and redeem me, Father. I believe that your son, Jesus Christ, died on the cross at Calvary for my sin death. I accept his atoning work. And I ask now, God, that you would cleanse me by the power of your Holy Spirit. Come in and save me. Come in, O oh God. And fill me afresh with the power and the presence of your Holy Spirit. God, I thank you for your saving grace. I thank you for the redeeming work that you started. And I pray, God, that you will continue your work in me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, drop us a line at the email below. That we might know that you've accepted Jesus Christ. But I encourage you, find you a place where you can grow. Find you a church home. Somewhere where God can talk to you, where God can move and motivate you to become the person he's designed you to be. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in today. We pray that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, drop us an email at wesleyonmain at yahoo.com. That's wesleyonmain at yahoo.com to let us know how this message has touched your life. Until next time, God bless.